Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen, to the deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Our number two of Oilers now, uh, a slight departure from our last guest. Uh, yes, we took a trip down the old proverbial geek fest lane. Uh, Mark Antoine Godin, a great writer for The Athletic, doing a real interesting piece on the Canadians' transition as an organization under uh, the new management team. Uh, Jeff Gordon and Kent Hughes and full-on embracing a heavy uh, analytics-infused uh, model. Uh, orders now brought to you by Digitex, digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We're going to go old school with you. Uh, I don't know what kind of analytics they had back in the uh, late 1980s throughout the uh, 1990s, but our next guest had a great career. He played a long time in the National Hockey League, over 1,100 games. And he, on top of being able to score, could flat out chuck him. Pound for pound, one of the best fighters in the National Hockey League. He is coming to town this weekend as part of uh, an alumni matchup between the Edmonton Oilers and the Montreal Canadiens. It'll take place on Friday. It's presented by the Hark Hunt Family Trust with the proceeds going to the Alberta Lung and Northwest Territories and breathing space for Canada's first lung health and recovery home. It'll take place at Sakers Acres. And we, Jack Michaels and myself, uh, assuming that I make it back from Washington, D.C. with the Oilers, uh, we will be broadcasting that game on EdmontonOilers.com. We head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, and welcome back to the show, former Edmonton Oilers captain, our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Shane Corson, who of course played for both the Montreal Canadiens and the Edmonton Oilers. Shane, how you doing? Good, doing good, Bobby. Thanks for the, the compliments. I really appreciate it. Uh, great to be back on the show with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's uh, you, you, you love being involved in these sort of things. Are you going to be switching jerseys during the course of the game? Uh, Shane, maybe starting off with the orders and finishing with Montreal? I don't know what they got planned for me, but I don't. Whatever it takes to raise as much money as we can for this cause, it's just amazing that the, the Oilers and the Habs are doing this. Uh, legend for lungs. It's like you mentioned uh, off the top. It's, it's pretty incredible. There's a lot of stress in these families, and a lot of the families. Actually, it, it, it caused a lot of stress, uh, obviously, with the health side of it, but with the money side of it. And sometimes uh, it's, it's sad, but uh, people just uh, decided to go with the other route and choose death, which is, is crazy. And, I mean, it's just a, it's a great cause. Now, like you said, it's the first uh, 
Alberta Lungs Breathing Space. We're one of the, the first facilities like it in Canada, so it's just incredible. It's going to be incredible uh, to be a part of it, and whatever it takes to raise as much money, I'll do whatever, even have a fight if I have to. Well, you know what? Uh, George LaRock had me come out and skate uh, about uh, two chins and 25 pounds ago. So <laughs> it, it, two th- he, was, he was a little upset because I said he was the best fighter but not the best enforcer. So he waited two years. He sucked me in believing that we were buddies. And yeah. uh, and then he decided to hit me in non-contact. Um, and like, like the uh, Western Canadian boy that I was, I got up. After he knocked me ass over tea kettle and, you know, my equipment did a complete yard sale. My helmet broke. I was down to one glove and I grabbed my stick and I speared him right where you know where and said, <laughs> drop your gloves, big fella. You got George and Louie. I mean, imagine that. You're the third toughest guy in your line when you when you have George and Louie DeBrusque out there, Shane. So Absolutely. you can have some... I don't think the Canadians are going to want to engage and uh, take a look at the two lineups of the, t- the two teams. Uh, the Can- that might, might not be the course of action for the Canadian chain against the Oilers in that game. No, I don't I don't think so, buddy. I, I mean, you mentioned Louie, and I got the opportunity to play with Louie. He's one of the greatest people, and uh, I just have so much respect for him, and he was just a great person, a great teammate, and I'm just so happy that uh, he's doing so well uh, you know, after hockey, and I've uh, got to know George over the years doing different alumni events. Need another incredible person. They both do so much for the community, and they're always there to help out. And I mean, that's what's so nice about it. Uh, we got to play hockey, and all these families and uh, people support us over the years and what we are doing. But this is so much more important: saving people's lives and helping people and families uh, have an easier time of uh, getting their their. Uh, you know, family members back and uh, top strength after the transplant. So it's just an amazing way to give back to the communities and to these families, like I said, that uh, supported us over the years. We're joined by Shane Corsi at a 19-season uh, professional career. He represented Canada, the Canada Cup, World Junior Championships, World Cup of Hockey. You were even on that 98 Olympic uh, team. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was, unfortunately. You, it, was, it was a great experience, but I mean... We didn't bring back what we wanted to bring back, and, you know, just a lot of different things went on there. But one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had and one of the most disappointing experiences I had, I mean, going to the Olympics and representing your country and getting the opportunity to do that in the Olympics and meet all the other incredible athletes that sacrificed so much to go in the Olympics every four years. It's just incredible. And we, you realize how lucky we are as professional athletes to get paid to play, uh, play a game we love to play. Hey, I mean, I'm along for the ride as a broadcaster. Same deal, man. I mean, I would have blocked slap shots in the nude. Nobody wants to see that. But 15 years ago, we to get this opportunity. So uh, there, there you have it. And, and, and trust me, uh, there's a reason why I didn't play in the Western Hockey League as a kid that came out of the Southside Athletic Club, and that's because I refused to block shots. So that's, that's why we had defensemen and goalies. Uh, exactly. So, hey, uh it, I mean, it, what's it like when just the, the you know, the sort of the camaraderie that occurs here uh, with the guys? I mean, how much fun? You guys are doing this for a great charity. You got Glenn Anderson on the team, Hall of Famer. He can still skate. But what's it like just being around the fellas and having a fun time with it? That's, uh, you know, next to, you know, the, the charity and the cause and raising as much money as we can. It's it's so much fun to be back with all the guys and and get the opportunity to see them and catch up and different stories and what they're doing in their lives. And it's just an incredible thing. I mean, I played with Andy in St. Louis and Andy was just a great teammate. I mean, that's one thing I learned with all the Oilers that I got the opportunity to play with over the years. 
you know, Graham Cheer, Wayne Gretzky, and Andy, and all these these guys that I got the opportunity to play with, they taught me one thing, and I know I know why they won. They were great hockey players, but they were so close and tight on and off the ice. And try to go back there and see all those guys and catch up. It's just uh, it's an incredible thing, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And hopefully, we can you know um, have a good time, and the fans have a good time, and we raise a lot of money. I'm trying to remember the year with Glenn Anderson. Um, were you with them? When they had the, uh, or we, I'm just we, trying to work out the I, years here. Well, They're well, playing St. Louis. You got? Did you guys play? Yeah, you played. No, it was the year before. It was the year yeah. before. You were still in Edmonton. Remember when uh, Gino Hojek was ch- chasing him around the ice uh, when he was with St. Louis? That was the yeah, funniest. Uh, <laughs> Gino, there's another tough man. Man, he Gino was a tough, tough, tough guy. And you know what? You talk about all these guys like Georgie and Louie and and Gino. You know, they're the true heavyweights, right? They they had so much, like, they, they were so respectful to, like, guys like myself and, and the guys that fought just underneath them. I mean, we would fight anybody that we had to if it came down to it, but they didn't push it or encourage it. They they knew that they were going to fight the other tough guy uh, on the other team, uh, the toughest guy on the other team. So uh, that's why I, I have so much respect for those guys. I mean, they, it's the toughest job in hockey to sit there and look over the, the other side of the uh, the arena and look at the guy and think I gotta fight him or fight him or fight him because back in those days there was you know always two or three or four guys on each team that could could fight pretty good so I have a lot of respect for those guys. Shane, look at the team you had in junior. Like you guys had that line brawl against Proby, and I, I think it was Brad Delgarno. I'm, he might have been like sixteen or seventeen. He took the fight, but Jeff Jackson, Connor's agent, was on that team with you. Mike Ware, who was like. I mean, you had some yeah. super hit, like, you know, Del Garner was a young kid, top pick for the, pretty good pick for the Islanders back in the day. It was, that's just how it was back then, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was just, that's the way hockey was. I mean, it's changed a lot and it's, you know, got so much speed and they're such, so skilled and it, they, they show it every game, the skill they have and that's the speed they have. I mean, you see it every night with McDavid. It's, and dry said, it's crazy the speed and, and and skill they have. But yeah, I was still. I mean, I I enjoyed it. I loved it. We had a lot of tough guys. We had Sam Hady on our team, John English. I mean, they had they had a bunch of guys, Brandt and Colbert and uh, Buka Boom and different guys too. So it was it was just like that way. And in the, in the day, you had seven eight guys in each team that could to, could to, could toss them. So um, we had Jimmy Bowald, another guy was we brought out at Junior C. You know, Billy LaForge. He loved having a tough team. So yes. eight or nine, ten guys that could. And Proby was actually started with our team he was my left winger for a year and a half so he he's bob probert started with me and uh and my rookie year and you know we know the stories about that what he did to my car but anyways we won't talk about that here on the radio but we we, we traded him we traded him to sue and, and we had to play them all times that year and i'm thinking like what what are you doing bill we just traded him to sue and now we got to face him 12 times a year but anyways yeah it was it was crazy back in the day uh, Bill's son is uh, a manager in the Western Hockey League right now. Uh, did you have red light, green light when you were there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we had a lot of. Billy had a lot of different uh, things that he had set up uh, for for our team. It was we used to hit the heavy bag after every practice with our right hand and our left hand. I mean, it seemed odd at the time, but when I got to the NHL, it, it did help me because. It was, I was I found it so difficult to fight lefties, but it helped me that I could throw with the left and both the right. So it, it definitely helped that. And he's had a lot of things that you wondered why he was doing them. But later on in my career, I realized he was just trying to make us mentally tough because it's not just a physical game, it's a mentally tough game. And I mean, luckily enough for him, uh, I, I was able to get through some of my, my own mental health uh, struggles and issues over the years. So I owe a lot to him. And Billy Jr. is a, a great person, too. I remember him as a kid back in the day. So uh, I was blessed to have them both in my life and uh, just loved, uh, loved what he did for me. 
Shane Carson had a long NHL career, 1,156 regular season games, two tours of duties uh, with Montreal, a first-round pick of the Canadians. He scored, you know, he scored 30 goals. I mean, you had some big seasons in Edmonton as well. I remember the, the 93. Unfortunately, I think for you, part of the challenge was the team, I mean, the weight of expectation coming off of those, you know, I, I grew up watching the greatest dynasty of all time, yeah. the most electrifying, exciting team. Oh, yeah. I mean, Wayne Gretzky still speaks glowingly about you when, uh, when we've had him on before talking about you before. I mean, was that a tough thing for, for your group of Oilers? I wish Louie was a part of that team and Doug Waite came in a, a little bit later with the trade from the Rangers. But how challenging was that for you guys at that time? Yeah, it was real t- challenging. I mean, you, you you talk about Gretz. I got to play with him in the Canada Cup in 91. I learned so much from him and played with him in St. Louis again with him and Holly and just a great, great person. And, uh, I mean, I, I just I love Wayne Gretzky as a person and obviously he's the greatest player to play the game. Uh, but they had a lot of great players there, Madison Koff and uh, Curry, and yeah, I can just the whole list of them. You know them all. Fierzy was another teammate of mine, uh, but it was definitely tough. I mean, coming in there, uh, following that uh, dynasty, as you said, probably the greatest team ever to play together. You know, them and the Habs had some pretty good teams too back in the day. They won a ton of Stanley Cups, but that team was incredible. And we were a young team, and um, I mean, it was definitely a lot of pressure on us. But you know, that's part of the game, and that's part of hockey and sports and everybody has pressures and stuff in life not just in sports so um i wish we could have dealt with it better and and did uh a lot better uh, for the for the edmonton fans because one thing i learned playing the edmonton the edmonton fans and that sports fans are incredible and i love playing there and uh, we've got into it before uh unfortunately i left i would have liked the state but um it just uh, it was a business and at that point and uh uh, was uh, unfortunately got signed as, as a uh, restricted free agent, and uh, Edmonton chose to take the players. Which, I mean, they got they got two great players back. They didn't do anything wrong there. They got uh, Kujo. I became a teammate with. Who's a great, great person, and a great goaltender. And I think it's Mike Greer too. Who was an incredible hockey yes. player. So, I mean, yeah, they, they, it, it, and he could play both ways. That guy, you know, he could score and he could do it all. But um, yeah, it was it was a tough, tough. Uh, Tough act to follow, you might say. Probably be tough than anybody, but I mean, I love being there. I loved it. I loved so much too there. I I learned so much, but I just love the fans and they're blue collar and they loved my type of player. So I, I I felt really at home there. Remember, you grabbed Jeff Norton one time, and, a, and it was and Jeff. Jeff didn't fight as well as Brad Norton, and it was pretty lops. And the fans were going crazy. And I remember yeah. sitting at the bar watching it against Vancouver, and you, Dana Merzen had done something to one of your guys, and you just separated, and it did not go well for Dana. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. I remember that Dana Merzen one too. I remember. I think Norty ended up coming to our team too, didn't yeah. he? Jeff Norton came in our team after. Yeah. Another solid guy. Uh, another. Yeah, solid guy. I mean, there's so many great, great people you meet in hockey. Uh, it's it's hard to you probably count on your hand the number of guys over all my years of minor hockey. Everything that you know might have been a bit of a. Um, yeah, I don't want to say it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Usually it's the broadcasters. No, 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 no. You know what? I, I got to tell you. I got to tell you. I mean, over the years of in hockey, I mean, uh, you know, I've had my ups and downs, obviously, and you know, made some mistakes over my life. But I mean, the the, the broadcasters and the, and the people that understand people in hockey have been real fair with me, and I, I've, I've enjoyed. Uh, you know, uh, the majority of them, and it's like anything in life. You have good and bad, and 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 anything in life. Yeah, I got to ask you this, just specific to Edmonton. Uh, I know there was a snowmobiling club. Were you? Yeah. Were you? Were you part of that with that group back then? 
Absolutely. I was born. I was part of every club that was uh, on that <laughs> team. I mean, we had we had a group of guys that were just a great group of guys. We had snowmobiles. We had motorcycles. We had the Harley Davidsons. Yeah, I was I was part of that club. Ask Louie about the story about when I went to the All Star game and he he borrowed my snowmobile. Ask Louie about that story. Uh, I am going to. He does a show every Thursday, Shane, as you know. So you're coming to town. We're not sure whether or not you're going to trade jerseys. You said you'd fight if you had to. I think we was it was it Chris Draper and uh, who got into it? Gary Roberts, I think. Gary Roberts. <laughs> Gary Roberts. Uh, I'll, a... I'll, I'll do the I'll do the fight. though. Robs was I mean I fought Robs a couple times in junior, and then I fought him a couple times in pro. He was uh, definitely a battler, and he would fight anybody too. He was a tough nut. Uh, and Draper was a great hockey player. Don't get me wrong. He, but he wasn't known for that type of stuff. But he he played hard every night. We had some when I was in St. Louis. We had a great series against Detroit. But I make sure I'll do the fighting when I'm on George's and Louis team. I'll tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the charity again. Uh, it's for the Alberta Lung and Northwest Territory. Breathing Space, Canada's first lung uh, health and recovery homes. Uh, you're, there's a 50-50 that's involved uh, with the proceeds yeah. going to Alberta Lung through the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation. Jack and myself are broadcasting the game. I grew up a Canadiens fan, uh, Shane, back in the 70s. I love Guy Lafleury; He's my favorite player of all time until I met Mark Messier and Wayne Gretzky. Uh, so, so that changed. Yeah, I know. But that's even, not bad. That's not bad. Not a bad club. But it, it, it should be a kicker. Hopefully we'll have some decent weather. Shane, really appreciate your time today. It's great to hear that you're doing well, okay? Thanks, buddy. It's uh, great being on your show, and I'll uh, join you anytime. And there's another you can text alumni to uh, 20222 to donate also. I just wanted to throw that in there. But, yeah, LaFleur's a great person. I love that, man. And Matt and Gretz, we already know what they're all about. They're awesome, too. Thanks, Bobby. Uh, all right, thanks a lot. That is Shane Corson joining us here on Oilers Now. 122 at Edmonton. Again, the event takes place Friday, 5 p.m. Uh, here's our timeline. It's at Sakers Acres, uh, which is at 52269 Range Road, uh, 220. Now, it's limited seating because of the COVID situation, so that's why the game is being webcast. Uh, there's a bit of a tailgate party from 3 to 5, then the puck drop and the live stream begins at 5 p.m. Tony Brar is going to be a part of her show. Here's the players involved. Kevin Lowe will be coaching the Oilers alumni, Glenn Anderson, Gord Bamford, the singer. Wow, lucky for him. Uh, Kyle Brodziak. Oh, they got a ringer out. Sean Brown, uh, Shane Corson, Louis DeBrus, George LaRock, Fernando Pisani, Ben Scrivens, and Jason Strudwick. And uh, the Canadians, meanwhile, will be represented by uh, Yvonne Lambert, Sean Bell, who can still skate uh, and played for both the Oilers and the Canadians organizations. Jesse Belanger, who had a cup of coffee here at Edmonton as well, uh, played for Montreal, looked like a bit like Mr. Bean. Matthew Dandino, Lucien Deblois, who could skate, uh, Normand Dupont, Eric Oud, uh, as well as Mike Keane. You talk about guys that could chuck him. I mean, there was, in the mid-1980s, in the Western Hockey League, he might have been the best fighter in the league, Oleg Petrov. Mike C. Uh, Weaver, uh, an undersized defenseman and goaltender, uh, Richard Sevigny. All right, uh, we're going to get to the Oilers prospect report coming up uh, out of our next break. We'll tell you it is 123 in Edmonton, Japanese Village. Open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Japanese A5 Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Oilers Now Prospect Report when we return for Scott Arthur Millwork. You're listening to Oilers Now live from Washington, D.C. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. All right, I'm going to blast through some texts on the Ashley Fine Force text line at 126 in Edmonton. IMAC is Texas show. If you're over 50 and not a fan of Shane Corson, you don't know hockey. Great hit with a great guy. Most of us were pretty upset when he was dealt. Well, and it was, you know, basically uh, what amounted to a sign-and-trade. This text comes in. I loved having Shane Corson and Dave Manson on the team. Uh, Guys like that on the orders, they were fearless. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, here's a light one for you. Out of all the charity uh, game events that you've attended, either skating or otherwise, who surprised you the most in terms of their skill? Great interview with Shane Corson, by the way. Uh, Solid dude. Um, I will tell you that the alumni game between the Jets and the Oilers alumni uh, at the 2016 Heritage Classic, Besides when they were introducing the Oilers Hall of Fame players, that was pretty cool. Uh, Greg McTavish. It was clear McTavish had been playing, gotten back on the ice. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Lots of response back to... uh, (laughs) Jeff says, uh, hey, Bob, I'll take guys like Shane Corson, Bill Guerin, any day as Edmonton Oilers. They played the... uh, game the right way. All right, back into show mode here at 127. As we go to the Oilers Now Prospect Report brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. Here's Brendan Escott. Five points and five games for Dylan Holloway since joining the Bakersfield Condors. We'll get more on that uh, coming up after this next newscast. Also, 2019 second rounder Raphael Lavoie. Two goals against the Tucson Roadrunners on Saturday night. He's now up to nine on the season. Matt Vey Petrov continues pace. Facing Oilers prospects with his uh, 56 points in 36 games. He plays for North Bay in the OHL. Three points in Ty Tulio's last three games there as well. Carter Savoy had uh, a couple of helpers against Merrimack to continue his push towards the Hobie Baker Award. Yeah, Petrov, by the way, is out right now. Uh, not currently playing for North Bay. Expected back shortly. That's the only update I've got for you. All right, uh... Jay Woodcroft, head coach, Bakersfield Connors at 135. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.